Hi everyone, welcome to the first mini episode or mini-sode on the Prismatic Academy podcast. These are shorter episodes to share reflections and insights on topics that I found interesting during the week. I'm Chrissy Marie and in this podcast, I'll be reflecting on labyrinths. So my first question is, do you know what a labyrinth is? I'll give you a hint. Contrary to what many believe, it's not a maze. And it's not just an awesome 80s movie with David Bowie trying to seduce you in spandex. Okay, so I'll follow up that question with, what happens when we walk a labyrinth? Is it just a pretty mindless stroll? Or is something deeply transformational taking place as we journey along through them? Well, let's find out. Last week, after having lunch with a friend, we took a walk around San Diego's beautiful Balboa Park. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's one of the largest urban parks in the U.S. and home to about 15 museums, arts and cultural centers, a bunch of restaurants, and beautiful gardens. There's one main open space walkway that spans through its center with grand fountains at each end. And although it's iconic and widely visited, Many people don't stray from this main path, which is a shame because there's so much to explore just outside of it. One such place exists in between a few museums where you'll find a little-known tranquil butterfly garden. The small walkway and entrance aren't obvious. There's a small sign with small type declaring what it is, but if you don't know what you're looking for, I doubt you'll see it. So apart from all this, what most people also fail to recognize is that this garden is a labyrinth. Walking through this garden, I began to notice the nature of the labyrinth. There is one way in and one way out. There are no dead ends, only a singular switchback path that in a winding and meandering way eventually leads down towards the center where a great tree rests. It's balanced with both shade and gentle light, and the gray stone path with gray stone walls are lined with vibrant plants and flowers that reach and spill over the sides. And adding to this beauty, there are gigantic banyan trees, far taller than the grand museums they neighbor, and they have roots that cascade down like frozen waterfalls along the sides of the small man-made valley. Butterflies dance among the flowers and traverse across the levels of this wide space, and how everything comes together, this garden truly feels as if it's out of a fairy tale book. It's definitely one of my favorite places to visit. Now, gardens are spiritual places in and of themselves, but in this one, also being a labyrinth, it makes it especially unique. You see, labyrinths have long been a symbol of the spiritual journey. They have an ancient design and are found in most cultures all around the world, with known records dating back over 4,000 years. The earliest examples are rock carvings, both in Europe and in India, and from there, labyrinths found their way into Greek and Roman culture, showing up in their mythology in stories such as the Minotaur of Crete, as well as in their mosaics in places like public buildings and even villas. 
They also made their way into Christian culture, where we see them as stone walkways in churches, cathedrals, and courtyards. And during the medieval period, we see them spread as far as North Africa. What more? Labyrinths are also found here in America, among the Native American cultures, and particularly down in the Southwest regions. Labyrinths often get confused with mazes, which alternatively are more or less puzzles meant to be solved. They have twists, turns, and blind alleys. It is a left-brain task to navigate through a maze, and it requires that one uses logic, sequential, and analytical activity to find the correct way in and the correct way out. Your goal is to pass through them and to get to the other side, whereas a labyrinth instead is a structure designed to relate to wholeness and it combines the imagery of a circle and the spiral into a wandering but purposeful path. In labyrinths, there is only one path. It is unicursal, meaning that the way in is the way out. There are no blind alleys, and in entering the labyrinth, you are on a circuitous path to the center. Walking the labyrinth is a right brain task. It involves intuition, creativity, and imagery. And with a labyrinth, there is only one choice to be made. The choice is whether to enter or not. Whether to walk a spiritual path, to take a journey into your center, or to not. And because they are such great meditative tools, labyrinths are walked by many creatives like writers and actors, and they serve as great outlets for unlocking thoughts and creative energy. But really, they're simply a great tool for anyone seeking clarity and peace. You see, this is important because we are all on a path. We are exactly where we need to be, and the labyrinth is a model of this. Here's Reverend Dr. Cheryl Dudley to explain. I think it's important to, to really be conscious of how different communities um, approach life. People kind of wonder, now, do I approach this somberly? Do I approach this silently how do i walk and so you tell them to bring their best selves and their most natural selves to it and if it's an unusual experience for them and people haven't done it before it's it's fun you know to to be on the labyrinth together and to act like you do in your regular neighborhood i see you over there you know i see you're a little bit ahead of me and that's great i'm supporting you and so i think it really does mirror you know the dynamic that happens in our communities which is a wonderful thing in a labyrinth you move inward meandering following the path to arrive at the center at your center and when you reach it you have space to explore stretch play and create when you are ready, you make your way back out again, outward into the world with your newfound transformational understandings. To traverse the labyrinth, passing into its center and returning to its circumference represents the involution and evolution of the universe, the coming into birth and the passing out of earthly life of an individual. And most important, it is the journey into the center of our own being the achievement there of a quest for wholeness, and the subsequent return to our divine source. So let me ask you this. What labyrinth are you walking in life? Have you asked yourself this? Are you paying attention to your movement? I know that for me personally, sometimes on a winding path, direction becomes unclear. I begin to feel lost and confused, but in forward movement on the path chosen, I can take care and have faith in knowing that 
Even when not knowing what's ahead of the bends and curves, corners and turns, and with a destination out of sight, that in that forward movement, there will be a place of center, a place of meeting oneself. And with the transformational power of the journey that brought me there, there's a way back out to bring all of the gifts that were learned out into the world. With that and in consideration of how the labyrinth shows up in your life and story, I'll close this reflection with a quote from Caroline Joy Adams. She says, Your life is a sacred journey, and it is about change, growth, discovery, movement, transformation, continuously expanding your vision of what's possible, stretching your soul, learning to see clearly and deeply, listening to your intuition, taking courageous challenges at every step along the way. You are on the path, exactly where you are meant to be right now. And from here, you can only go forward, shaping your life story into a magnificent tale of triumph, of healing, of courage, of beauty, of wisdom, of power, of dignity, and of love. Beautiful. I hope you guys enjoyed this mini episode and if you feel like this show or past episodes resonate with you and believe that others would gain some value and insight from this podcast, please, please, please be sure to leave a rating or review either on iTunes or Stitcher as well as share it with your community. This will ultimately help this podcast become more visible to those who are searching for the keys to unlocking human potential. And I would love to have this platform be one that can continue to serve, inspire, and support others in their journey, as well as invite them along on ours. You can find all of the links on how to do so in the show notes in the podcast section on theprismaticlife.com. To keep up in the in-betweens, you can find me on Facebook at The Prismatic Academy, where I'll post some images and pictures from this episode, as well as continue the conversation. So until next time, cheers everyone! the moon.